Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 112 of Be With Me. I'm going to title today, The Unknown God is Not That Unknown. And here's where I get this. We're in Acts chapter 17, and Paul is giving a speech to the business people and the customers in the Areopagus of Athens, Greek, Greece. And he's and he's noticed that there's a a temple to the unknown God, and he's talking about the unknown God. He's preaching the unknown God as the one true God. And he says, um, and he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place, that they should seek God in, in the hope that they might feel their way towards him and find him. Yet he's actually not far from each one of us. And then this is the interesting part here today. This is uh, Acts 17, uh, 28. He quotes their secular poets, two of them. Uh, Here's the first one. In him we live and move and have our being. So he's proclaiming a spiritual truth that these secular poets have gotten correct. This is not a quote from the Old Testament. This is a quote from, you know, the Paul McCartney of their day. Uh And and we're going to go on here, 28 and a half. As even some of your own poets have said, for we are indeed his offspring. And then back to his speech. Being then God's offspring, we should not think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed in the art and imagination of man. The times of ignorance God overlooked, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent because he has fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man who he is, whom he has appointed. And of this, he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. Now, when we heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, but others said, we will hear you again about this. So Paul went out from their midst, but some men joined him and believed, among whom also were Dionysus the Arab. Areopagite, and a woman named Damaris, and others with them. So he's saying that God is not God is not too far away. In Him, uh, we live. Even your secular poets have noted this. In Him, we move. Uh, in Him, we have our being. So there's this creation, and He sustains us, and He is you know, present. He is nearby, and. Uh, there's this first contact that we describe in uh, when we become believers, but all along, God's been acting all along. And even your poets are writing about this. Your secular writers recognize that something uh, beyond us is going on, that God is near, something divine is near them. It's not of themselves. It's something bigger than myself, that there's a creator. And I, I realize that it didn't create myself. So they don't get it specifically right, but they understand the longing. And being a God's offspring, and if this is true, that we didn't create ourselves and we are uh, created by someone, that there's then there's a certain responsibility uh, that we have to the Lord, to the creator. And And God has overlooked times of ignorance. And God has a couple of choices. One is to do away with sin. The second is to do away with sinners. And the third one is just to overlook it for a while and to forbear. And that's what he says he has done. 
But now there's this command. Now that I've given this full revelation through Jesus, uh, we have a command to repent. So as we have an awareness of sins, and we should be agreeing with its grievousness and extending our hand in appreciation for the offering of mercy that the Lord gives us. So why is that? Well, he says, because there's a judgment coming, there's a fixed day where the judge will judge. And how will he judge? He'll judge righteously. And how can we be assured of this? Like, how? What's the, what's the seal on this? What's the guarantee? Well, it's the assurance by the resurrection that Jesus has demonstrated. So this authenticates this message that that we're giving. This uh, this tells us that this message is approved. It's the critical element that his resurrection is evident of is the evidence of all resur- of all Christians future hope. So the response here then is kind of fun. You get uh, two choices. One is to mock and that's not just a a no thank you. What that means is that there is uh, beyond an agreement to disagree. It's saying, hey, you're an idiot. That's what the, that's what some people said. So it's the attack of the person, not the uh, not the idea by uh, by mocking them. But then there's this group of people and they name a few Damaris, a female and Dionysus, a male uh, and others who have who said we will hear you again but then uh, they believe they join him and believe so the command today or the encouragement is kind of concluding points is join and believe no one is ever born a christian it the Christ, the christian uh, fellowship community is made up of individual people how did they get there they decided they were called they answered it. They, they found, just like we've discussed here today, that the Lord is not far. Remember, even your secular people know this and feel this, and uh, if you're a poet, you write about it. And then uh, Paul is describing and kind of giving some details that, hey, this is a creator, and eventually he's going to be a judge. And what what gives us the sort of the assurance that all this is true it's that Jesus has already uh, uh, been crucified and he's had a resurrection and this resurrection power is available to us in our individual lives. So the fun thing to t- today is that even secular poets, the un- in feeling and seeing and, give- and, and uh, appreciating the evidence of this unknown God is not that unknown. I pray that he would be known to you today.